Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number 23. Hey, I hope you are having a fantastic morning, afternoon, or night. Whenever, whenever you're listening to this, I, uh, I hope you're having a, a great day. I hope it's been a really, really great day. Um, I am having a fantastic morning here in uh, Ranch Cucamonga, California. Yes, that's a real place. It exists. Uh, spring is upon us. I can smell the flowers. I'm, this blue sky that's right in front of me, uh, the clouds, it's, it's, it's amazing. The birds are out. So it is a uh, beautiful morning here. But so excited to be here with all of you to be able to work through the Word of God learn together, grow together. Hopefully it opens up lots of really awesome conversation with friends and family and spouses and all that good stuff. So as we get into this passage, just again, would remind you, would love for you to go a little deeper in this passage. Go read the context of it. It'll help you understand uh, what exactly this particular verse is going after. Go read the context of this particular passage. It'll help you go a little bit deeper uh, into this particular verse. So Psalms 81, verse 12, Psalms 81, verse 12, and it says this. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. Uh, I think I did a eight-month study in the Psalms, uh, this was one of those verses that stood out to me. Um, It is the psalmist trying to walk through, talk through this idea that God is walking alongside of his people and the people are choosing to do what they want to do. And I, and I have to be honest, um, reading through this passage, a part of it became really personal for me as I was reading through it. One, I think, reflecting on a lot of my own rebellion in my own life, but also uh, the last 21 years uh, I'm heading in or I'm in my 21st year of uh, being a pastor. And I related so well with this passage because the struggle uh, of being a pastor over all these years is that I desperately, desperately, desperately desire for people to follow after Jesus. But, but the, the tension or the problem or some of the things that I've really struggled with over the years is that uh, oftentimes people just kind of go their own way. They just make their own decision. Uh, they go, well, that's really great that you said that, uh, but I'm just going to go ahead and do this. And it, honestly, it breaks uh, my heart. It is a, it, I would say it's one of the most difficult things about um, the position that I hold, the thing that God has called me to, is that I really do care for people. And so I want you to know part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast is it comes out of that pastoral heart. Like I really care. I really care about you, wherever you are, whatever you're going through. I really do care. I don't know you. Um, but I really do care. And, and it's a part of the doing the podcast. I was like, man, I, I really want to uh, help people engage with the Word of God in maybe a different medium or a different way. And and so often what the difficult thing to do is, uh, the difficult thing in ministry or being a pastor for me has been um, having people come in, in, in my office with like real brokenness, real hurt, real pain, and trying to walk them through the Word of God, what the Word of God has to say, not because I have anything to gain from the counsel I'm giving. So that's, the, I think, part of the hard part is like, I've got nothing to gain. 
I'm not trying to sway people left or right. I'm just trying to go, this is what the word of God is saying. This is, and I'm not trying to micromanage you. I'm not, I'm not trying to go, if you don't do this, then this so often. I'm trying to go, this is what it says. And you get to choose what you get to do. And to see over the years, so many people listen to the word of God. I've had many, many people go, I hear that word of God, but I'm going to go do my own thing. I'm going to go do what I think is best. It's just heartbreaking because I know the road that heads them down. The psalmist is saying there is a very, very tragic road that you've just been released to, that you've just been let go, that you've just been released to. And, and, and it's heartbreaking. This is not, this is not a going, you know what? Forget you. You know what? You go do what you want to do. This is a heartbreaking passage. Heartbreaking passage as God goes, so I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow after their counsels. I'm trying to help them. I'm trying to guide them. I'm trying to lead them, but they're just going to do what they want to do. And they're going to go their own way. And for me, over the years, it's been really, really, really hard, really difficult. And I'm sure I've done that to people, and I'm sure that was really hard for them. Maybe you've been in that circumstance, and, and maybe you've actually tried to help somebody, and they've just gone, no, nah, I'm going to do my own thing. And then you watch the destruction and the hurt and the pain. This is kind of what's going on here. And I thought it really important it, uh, to be able to talk through this. Be, one, because it's so heartbreaking for me, and I imagine it's been so heartbreaking for you. So, so what's going on here? Uh, C.S. Lewis, uh, he wrote, you know, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, The Chronicles of Narnia, and has written a lot of amazing books that have shaped uh, theologies and helped us understand apologetically some uh, different uh, things and understandings. Anyway, C.S. Lewis says this, that pride is the evilest of all sins that pride is the evilest of all sins. And, and I have really come uh, to believe that that is true. I really have in my own life and in the lives of the people that God has allowed me to, to be a part of, I have come to really understand that. It's so often the, the thing under the thing. It's the, the sin under the sin. It's feeling so much, so many things and causing so much destruction. And at the core of this passage is pride, is a gracious, loving God trying to lead his people, lead you and I and us going, nah, I'm going to kind of go do my own thing. I'm going to go my own way. You see, God is directing our hearts. He always has been. He loves us. He cares about us. He desires for us to, to have life and life to the full. And he wants us to, to really have life in him. And he deeply, deeply, deeply desires for us to have life with other people. He is a loving father. And, and yet we continue to rebel against that love. We continue to rebel against that direction, that guidance that the psalmist is talking about. Like, I was trying to help you go down this road, but you went, nah, I'm going to go down this road. And it breaks the heart 
of, of the Father. The question then is why? Why is it that if he loves us, why is it that if his desire is for us to grow in, in close, close relationship with him and close, close relationship with other people, why is it that we choose to kind of go do our own thing? Well, I think a part of it is, is we want autonomy, right? We live in a very autonomous culture, right? We, we want to create our own kingdoms, right? We want to create our own futures, right? The American dream is built on some form of ingenuity and autonomy, But this has always been part of the problem. And autonomy can be really, really great under the right banner, under the right submission to God. But the problem is in Genesis 3, we wanted autonomy from everything. From the very beginning, we wanted autonomy. You see, Eve, she faced a a decision that I think so often all of us end up having to, to face, which is this, is continue to follow God. Continue to move forward in the ways that he's called us to for his glory in his honor or attempt to be a God herself. You see, here's the really interesting thing about this moment that Eve finds herself in is that God has nothing to gain from his relationship with mankind. Maybe that's a new piece of information for you. God doesn't need us. He is completely self-sufficient completely self-sufficient. He's not in heaven going, oh my gosh, if they don't follow me, I don't know what I'm going to do. No, he's offering this as a gift. He has blessed us, the creation, from the beginning with an opportunity to worship him and bring him glory. But we rebelled. Eve rebelled. And that rebellion created separation. That rebellion was steeped in pride, steeped in autonomy. I want to be God. I want to do what I want to do. I want to go after what I want to go after. And this becomes a massive problem when we have an all-knowing, all-sufficient God who's inviting us into a beautiful relationship for us to have life and life to the full. And we're like, nah, we're just going to go do it our own way. Because I think... I know better. You know, we think we know better. And what we're really saying is this. I want my own will. I want my own way. And we often think that we are right. And I think this has to be one of the scariest things I've come to understand about myself is that I am constantly fighting against the will of God. Constantly fighting for my own will, my own plans, my own desires. And one of the scariest things in this passage is that he releases us to that. This is an identity that has been shattered deep within us. This, this identity for our own will, our own way that we cannot that we have not, for many of us, allowed God to heal. It's like this child. You know, think of a child. It's this child that says, no, I can do it. I can do it. And how many of you have like a two or three-year-old or four-year-old in the house, right? And they're learning to put their clothes on and take care of themselves. And they, they want autonomy. They want their own will. And they're like, no, mom, no, dad, I can do it. I can do it. I find myself so often with God doing this. I, I got it, God. And maybe I'm not verbally saying that, but by the way I'm living my life, I am doing that. And I wonder for 
those of you listening right now, right? What are you, where are you doing that? Where are you going, no, 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 I got this. I can do it. I, I, I can make my own way. I can make my own destiny. I can figure this problem out. I can do this. And it's like, no, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I want autonomy and I want my own way without realizing that God is trying to protect us and care for us. I have this buddy, uh, his name is Mason. Mason and I have known each other for, I think, 11 years. Uh, Mason was a pro skateboarder turned contractor. Um, and so I, I got to, to know him uh, really well. He's a good buddy. And, and so I, I used to do these corporate events uh, for uh, Toyota and Land Rover and things like that. And so I had this amazing idea to put this 100-foot sign on the edge of this massive cliff, massive cliff. And uh, I invited Mason uh, along because Mason's kind of a, a jack of all trades. And, and, uh, and I asked Mason, like, uh, hey, could you help me kind of rig this thing? So anyway, we're on the top of this mountain. I had hurt my back, and so I couldn't do a ton. And so Mason's like, I got it, man. So every, I'm trying to direct the team, like looking over the cliff. And Mason keeps going like, bro, step back from the cliff. Step back from the cliff. And I'm like, Mason, it's cool. I'm a grown man. And he's like, dude, step back from the cliff. You don't ha- you're not hooked in. You're not harnessed in. And, and we ended up getting in this fight. Right. But really what he was trying to do is going, bro, I am trying to protect you. I'm trying to care for you. And you keep resisting me. And I was because I was prideful. I got this. I'm a full grown man. I can do what I want to do. And he's going, yeah, but you could fall off the cliff, too. This is so often what God's trying to present to us, what he's trying to offer us. Right. Is going, you're in danger. Something bad is happening and you need to beware but God's a gentleman, right? He, he releases us to our sin. That's terrifying. He releases us to our sin. He doesn't strike us dead or wipe us out. He simply goes, you're going to do that on your own. I don't have to. Isn't that terrifying? Isn't that a terrifying thought? You see, sin separates us from God. And it separates us from other people. Have you ever had that moment Or maybe it's right now where you say, I don't feel God. I don't hear him. Oftentimes that means, that is one of the clear evidences that we are living in rebellion to his perfect will and that he's released us to the desires of our heart. In the same way, what I have found in so many people is that this way of living, it doesn't bring life. What it brings is division. It brings dissension. It brings disconnection. It brings divorce. It brings disunity. And these are the products of a life lived for itself. And this is why the psalmist is grieved. This is why God is grieved. He's released you to make your own decisions. And for some of you listening right now, those decisions are destroying you. And this is what you need to know. That while he has released you to your sins, he has created a way through his son, Jesus, for you to be made whole. And what you need to do is repent. And repentance is a turning, a turning to Jesus to follow after his will is follow after his way. And what we see David, the psalmist, do when he kills uh, Bathsheba's husband and he has an affair with her is that he repents and he turns back to God and he says, create in me a clean heart, O God. You see, 
When life is all about you, that is all you will ever get. So, what sin has released you, has God released you to? And what do you need to do to restore that relationship with him and with others? So, Father, thank you for your love and your mercy. Thank you for your son, Jesus, who paid our price. Give us the wisdom to follow your will and your way for your glory. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you than your own